I promise. I am not a variant. <laughs> I promise. I probably am. <laughs> <laughs> I try anyway. Well, I, what was it we watched this week? Season one of Loki, if you want to start jumping right into it. Well, I would just want to make sure I remembered correctly. <laughs> uh, we're already a mess. We're going to need another variant to help us sort this out. Well, who could that possibly be? Mm. Bob Ross. I'm thinking somebody alive. Oh, um... Olivia Newton-John. She's dead, too. What? She, oh, she died of cancer. Oh, that's sad. It is. Well, now this isn't funny anymore. No, it's not. How about Nelson Mandela? I'm pretty sure he's dead, too. Okay. How about Gina? Dr. Gina? <laughs> Dr. Gina. Is she available? Alive and can't paint. Or paint. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell we didn't practice that at all or write it or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right off the hip. Olivia Newton Johnny says <laughs> I know you're like she's dead. <laughs> Do you know how you have some names and words that you just, just really yeah. like saying? Her name is always one that just falls out of my mouth. Olivia Newton-John. What a oh, random oh. celebrity. <laughs> but not Samuel L. Jackson. Motherfucker. Could have been anyone but oh. Olivia Newton-John. And she's dead too. <laughs> that was... Bloody. You know what's not dead? Marvel? Our theme music. Oh, theme music. Roll that shit. Marvel movie night. Okay. Okay. As mentioned, we watched season one of Loki mm -hmm. this week. We did, indeed. Yes. Created by Michael Walden. That's a new name. And starring... Oh, sorry. Switch ears. My, uh, that ear's working too well today. Um, <clears throat> starring Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson... Sophie DiMartino, who's a, she's a British TV and movie actress. Uh, okay. Apologize in advance for this name, but it's Wunmi um, Masaku. We know her from Lovecraft Country and Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Uh, Gugu Mbatha, Raw, from Beauty and the Beast. The uh, Morning Show and that's it. Uh, Eugene Cordero from The Good Place and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. 
Um, okay. Uh, Jonathan Majors, who we're not going to talk about, um, from Lovecraft Country. Kaylee Fleming, who is Judith in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, and then the holy shit that I kept quiet about, but I bet you didn't notice. Ki Hui Kwan from Indiana Jones and the Goonies. He's not in this season. He is. Little round, short round was not in this season. Are you season sure? Two. I am a hundred percent sure. That's season two, my love. No. Yes. I think he's right. Damn. Okay, erase it. Okay. You just rewind. All right. Because uh, I know the character yeah, is pretty yeah, yeah, prominent yeah. in season two. Fine. I was excited. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. Kaylee Fleming, who played Judith in The Walking Dead. Uh, and that's it for anybody I've recognized then. Okay. Um. Judith, what else was it she... We saw a commercial with her in it the other day. We did just see her the other day, and we were like, I don't I don't remember what it was. We were watching something, and you're like, that's that's Judith. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, though. She got popular all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay, other shows. Um, Disney did release this weekly uh, from the 9th of June to the 14th of July, 21. Um, oh, I remember, because that's all you could talk about. I, I I did bad research and didn't just check those weeks. I checked the whole year. Sure. Other top shows from this year. Yes. Kevin Can Fuck Himself. <laughs> Such a good show. Such a good show. Midnight Mass. Okay. Squid Game was 2021. Oh, oh so good. Oh, wow. And Reservation Dogs oh. was 2021. Not in the same category, but still good. Really good. That was it? Those are the best. There's really? A, there's a whole bunch of season threes and fives and whatever that were out that were doing well, but these shows started the same year. Um, oh, well, you're doing a weird thing now, then. Yeah, a weird thing now, because, you know, time is made up and doesn't really matter anyway. Mm-hmm. It is indeed a construct. Um... Yes, yeah, so those are actually shows we watched. Yes, all really good shows. I wanted to point out some, some decent competition because yeah. this was a decent show. So talking about WWE superstar brawl international doesn't... No, but Squid Game. Oh, holy so crap. good. That came out of absolutely nowhere. And then when they did the actual game show version of that, I was a little scared they were actually going to shoot people. <laughs> yeah. Especially when... I don't know if you've seen it or not, Gina, but especially when the little girl is the first game, the red light, green light, and I was like, oh, no. No, I saw, it was one of those things that I saw excerpts of and everything, yeah. and just too, too much, too much. It was a lot. Uh, I hadn't seen any commercials for it. Everybody was just talking about it and saying how good yes, it was. Yes. Nobody no, nobody in my sphere was actually giving any details, so we watched it not knowing. So the first time someone gets shot, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? And in the game show, they did the same thing. They start shooting people, and for like the splittest of seconds, you don't really know. That is die packs. Yeah. Just for the splittest of seconds. 
Um, yeah, that was like somebody. You know, I I kind of came into it blind as well, just people talking about it, not actually seeing anything. So when I watched, and I only watched one, and I was like, nope, not for me. Okay. But yeah, I I quite enjoyed it though. It it was a lot. There was a lot of. But but there's I've never seen anything like it though. It was like the first season of The Walking Dead when they actually killed people you cared about and it kind of blew your uh-huh. mind. Because you don't get that on TV very often. And like I told you, with The Walking Dead, yes, I watched, I made it through, I think, the first half hour or so of the yeah. first episode. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing about Walking Dead, and I like when shows do that. They do a decent setup, yeah, and get right into it. Get yeah, right into it. But and so that's what they did with Walking Dead, and why? And as I, you guys know, you know that show terrified me. <laughs> yeah. And so, honorable mention for Kevin can fuck himself. Oh, because yeah. Because that show is so well produced. We might have talked about it before. It's It starts now, out like a... That's I've never heard of, Jay. This so is a new one on me. It's, it's got the uh, sister from uh, Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Um, okay. And it, it starts out looking like it's a, a regular... Um, sitcom. F- sitcom. It's all bright with a laugh track and, and everything's overplayed funny and then she like she's obviously not completely happy but they're playing up the sitcom and then when she goes into a room alone the the whole lighting and everything changes and it's a drama it's darkly lit there's no laugh track there's no ambient sounds and she is just obviously depressed and so they yeah. they they run this show basically filmed two different ways and you can see the the face she paints and the reality she's living in. Um, and she's sick and tired of her husband, obviously, whose name is Kevin and who can, in fact, go fuck himself. Yeah. Who's a moron, like a very typical sitcom TV show moron husband. Yeah. With, okay. With doofus friends and, and bullshit schemes. Yeah. And it's, yes, it is... It is a very well thought out show that will have you laughing and uh, and depressed and depressed at the same time. It is an amazing show. I think it only got two seasons. It did not get what it should have got. No. Um, the good ones don't. No. No. Is that net, was that Netflix? I think, or it was one of the ones we had to pay for extra. Yeah, I don't remember what what network it's on. Yeah, it's really good, though. But if you get a chance, it's worth seeking out. Okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, my, my love, you are in charge of shows, so run us through season one of Loki. This is not my favorite, I have to tell you, being in charge of the the quote-unquote run-through. <coughs> um, well... Stacy's worst nightmare, uh, barring a mental hospital. Uh, there's a guy and he's in charge of everything. Yeah. No free will. 
no, it just only one timeline. You never get to make any other decisions other than the one he decides you should make. Yeah. Worst thing I can think of, right? Here's the thing, though. Nobody knows that this guy exists. Absolutely nobody, which bugs me a little bit because of Doctor Strange. Okay, we'll just pretend that's not happening. Um, <sighs> the movie where Loki grabs the Tesseract and um, runs off. Yep. Yeah, that's... Uh, he was not supposed to do that. Nope. That was not part of the plan. Apparently or not. This uh, the uh, the time variance authority plan. Yeah. Um. So they send time cops. <laughs> Minutemen. Minutemen. To go, which is so dumb. Not saying it. Um. To go grab him. Um. They they arrest him. And have a little kangaroo court uh, right there half a second later and uh, say he's guilty. Which still haven't figured out why they bothered with that, but okay. Um, and poor, poor Loki, you watch him in the first episode. Uh, Loki is uh, a lot like some people I know where he walks into a situation and if he doesn't know what's going on, he is constantly looking around for the crack for the for the, the the thing he can latch on to and take advantage of the how the fuck do I get out of here how can I manipulate this situation to make it work out for me and this situation turns him into basically a caged rabbit where he's just his eyes are looking around all over the place like oh my fucking god what is going on here um and so basically this show and this situation forces Loki into doesn't really force him. He kind of slowly just transitions into a hero doing the right thing. And after the last show we watched, it's very interesting to watch him be better than Captain America. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think it's key to interject uh-huh. that this Loki mm-hmm. has not lived through Ragnarok. He has not lived through uh, yeah. Dark World. He didn't. He didn't well, suffer I, his mother's death. Yeah. Well, he, I said he. Yeah. Which movie was that? Um, the one where Hulk has to walk down the stairs. They won't let him on the elevator. That okay. So that yeah. is during the time heist in Endgame. Okay. But they go back in time to the, get the Tesseract. Two Avengers number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that Loki, we don't know anything about that Loki. That yeah. Loki is baby new Loki. Yeah. So any growth we've seen of Loki in in the in all of those movies hasn't happened to yeah. this variant. Sorry, I thought I made that clear. I just wanted to spell it out in case uh, anybody was unclear. Okay. I couldn't remember. Because I think it's important. Well, yeah. Sorry. So much for me being in charge. Yeah, well. (laughs) Okay, so um, let's not get lost in all the details, right? Uh, Sure. 
because I don't like all the details. It takes too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there are three lizard aliens, and I'm really stuck on this whole thing. These three lizard aliens, they're not even lizard. Dude calls them lizards, but they don't look lizard-like. They look like Muppets. <laughs> um, I swear one of them looks like, uh, I think it's the, the musician Muppet with the the big beard. Okay. I yeah, see that's, that's what I got out of that, which made what happened to him even funnier. Um, so these three alien dudes are like, um, there's a time war and they don't like that. So they're going to fix it. And they decide to, well, at first they made it seem like they exploded every single, um, uh, branch of the timeline. They put this bomb down and blow up that entire universe. So there's no more timeline down that end. That's not really what they were doing. And that's where I got a little confused. So maybe you can explain that to me later. Okay. Because they, I feel like they, they either failed or I failed to hear um, the explanations on some of this stuff. I'm not awake yet. I know it's like four o'clock. Um, anyway, the Time Variance Authority, uh, basically the DMV of the universe... <laughs> has Owen Wilson not as not actually in charge, but he's what an investigator? Just an investigator, yep. Decides that in order to find a variant that they're looking for that's evaded them for literal years, or not literal years. Mm. I'm not sure because this the time variant authority is out of time. Out of time. So yes. that's a little confusing. And considering she's been last week for the for the head chicken charge, and she lied and said she didn't remember why. Considering she's Asgardian, uh, and she's now an adult, that variant because that's it's a Loki. Oh no 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 not her. No no no, no. you're talking about Judge Judge Renslayer. Yeah. What I'm saying is is they snatched her up when she was a kid. Yeah. And now she's a full grown adult. Yes, but if you live out of time. If you live out of time... They went back... She has to have been on the run long enough to grow up to be an adult? Yes, that's her, but I'm talking about time from the perspective of the judge. Yeah, who knows? Eons. Or? Or yesterday. minutes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. She said she didn't know why the Loki got grabbed. Yeah. But that could have been complete BS. Because she hasn't aged any. Yeah, but it was long enough for her to get promoted from investigator to judge, right? Yeah, but that she could have been on the end of investigator to yeah. getting a judge. You don't know. We don't know. Okay, anyway. Um, there's a variant that's running rampant. They want Loki to help. They want Loki to help because it's a Loki. Turns out it's a girl Loki. Loki falls in love with Loki. Go figure. I'm shocked. <laughs> um, what I did like though was um, she doesn't like being called a Loki. She gives herself the name Sylvie, and then all of the good people you notice in the show started calling her Sylvie immediately. Yep. And did not even accidentally call her Loki not once, except the one who was a bad person. I thought that was very interesting. 
very woke of them. Yeah, like they would refer oh. to her as a Loki, but not call her Loki. Yeah, I like that. Well, they they also called her it. So fair enough. Yeah, they they were all over the place with their disrespect. Um. So basically, the whole season is Loki and Sylvie. Kind of being good guys, kind of being bad guys, struggling with their own personalities and foibles and um, saving the day. I mean, that skips over a whole bunch of details, but I didn't write any of the details down. Oh, I got all the details. Oh, I know you did. Um, the, the thing that I want to point out. Okay. My favorite thing about the whole show. Uh is that Owen Wilson's character name is Mobius. Yes. And I just wonder how many of the dude bros got the funny about that. Because of the Mobius strip. What'd you explain it for? If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> um, at one point, Loki outright says he's bisexual. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is the first time that's actually said straight out in the Marvel movies. Everybody who cares about Loki, like the real myth of Loki, knows he's into all kinds of freaky deaky stuff. Yeah, he's a freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, if you've watched the show, you don't need me to say the details. That's the story. Okay. And now Jay is going to take over and tell you all I don't know about takeover. I'm going to ask some questions. Uh Uh-huh. Because uh, this show wants us to get existential right off the bat. Yeah. Are the Lokis, in their goal to take down the TVA, to stop this timeline pruning? Yeah. Is that actually the right decision? Well, it is until you get more information, which uh, at the moment with the information that they have, yes. Sure. Yes. Agreed. Which, yeah, it's not a hard question. When, this is how any hero starts out a quest. You go with the info you have. Yeah. You learn along the way. You adjust fire as you go. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You can only go... With what you know at that point. Yeah. And as things change, so do you. And honestly, if you tell me that somebody is literally blowing up entire universes of timelines, um, and, and they decide what universe, what timeline is the quote-unquote right one, um, it's, I don't care what the, uh, actually, all the way to the end, and I know why, the whys and wherefores, I still agree that um, that guy, uh, this authority needs to get taken out, um, and they're wrong. This is the way the universe is supposed to be. The universe is chaos. That's what it's supposed, that's how it's supposed to work. Now, that's we'll talk about it. can work. Yeah, well, it's insane for somebody to sit behind a desk and and committee. They he he they steering committee the the universe. That's BS. 
there is one very simple solution to the time war problem, and it would take one afternoon to take care of. One timey-wimey afternoon, but, you know, we'll talk about that later. Well, I mean, that's that's what I'm asking now. Like, oh. he who remains, yeah. uh, oh. king, the conqueror, victor, timely, whatever whatever name we give him. Yeah, uh, he, the, the idiot behind the desk. Yep, the idiot behind the desk. Is his new name. Sure. Um, he yeah. has... Yeah, okay, here's the deal. He had me thinking it was whole civilizations fighting each other in a time war. This guy obviously watched the Civil War movie and thought, are you okay? He thought that the many variants of himself fighting each other was so epic that he could call it a time war. Okay. He showed the the figures of he just himself. He specifically said himself. He but, did not say the civilizations or the governments. He said himself. Watch that scene again because he makes it very much. I am a very straightforward, logical, linear thinker. He said they showed. I didn't see anybody else in that fight. It was him beating him up. Then that's what happened. You got Time Lords beating each other up all over the place. Okay. I know... If it's not the case, I need somebody else who, you know, I need the story to tell me that. Sure. Because I've got got some comic book story wrapped up in this, right? Because King the Conqueror is a persistent, valid, like, existential threat from the future. Well, yeah. if If you have Time travel on your side you're practically unbeatable he is in the 31st century he is in charge of of everything now there's some weirdness about whether or not he's a future slash past version of dr doom and we won't I, I won't dig into that too much but king the conqueror makes thanos look like a uh the easter bunny he is that i don't know i've always thought the easter bunny was kind of scary well it is a bunny. Okay. King the Conqueror <laughs> <laughs> makes Thanos look like Hawkeye. Oof. Hawkeye felt that wherever <laughs> he is in the world. Jeremy Renner just shivered. And mad respect, but he knows I'm right. <laughs> Rude. So for the, the multiversal war, that he remains talks about mm-hmm. is the literal multiverses mashing at each other and destroying each other, pain and suffering, universal across all timelines. Sure. And you know the solution okay. to that? You go back into the timelines and you kill every version of just him. Boom. Done. That's kind of what he's doing by no, he's, making no. sure those timelines don't happen. No, he's not. He's killing everybody. Everybody, the whole entire universe on each timeline, the entire universe. No, no, I mean surgically remove him from the beginning of the timeline before he ever gets to the decision-making splits. Ow, Poppy, that hurts. That's trying to murder me. Get out of the wires, dude. 
Um, so just take him out. Done. I, I just... It seems incredibly simple to me. Instead of watching every person make every decision, think about the billions of people making hundreds of billions of decisions a day. And not just Earthlings, all the Asgardians, all of the Frost Giants. Yeah, it's, it is, if you sit and think about it for half a minute, it's not even remotely plausible. And that he's been doing it since the beginning of time? Yeah. First of all, that's not even necessary. He could start the year he was born. Right? I mean, what's that about? So, just kill him in every timeline, and then boom, you're done until the next scientist figures out how to get to the next dimension. Then you kill him. You, you rewind, take him out, and you're done. So much less work. I do not like to do unnecessary amounts of work. Hmm. You know, you don't send an entire army to take out a bad guy uh, in the desert. You send in SEAL Team 6, surgically remove wow. that human, and pull them out, and then you're done. Boom. No 25-year-long war. So so how much wow. do Like four or five Delta guys will take care of it. Yeah. How much do we trust what he tells the monkeys at the end? a single second. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing was the truth. That's the story he told himself. What I need is I need to, uh, um, uh, we need to 11-22-63 this situation. Let me see what the time war looks like. Fast forward past the time war and see what the results of it are, because sometimes war cleans things up and makes things better. Um, because war's gonna happen. Well, but uh, and then when I see something horrible or whatever, I go back and fix it. But also, who the fuck am I to decide the way the universe is supposed to go? If if this variant of timely is to be believed, if mm-hmm. this variant of Kang is to be believed, yeah, the result of the time war is him winning enough to start pruning the other universes so that he's the only one, only Kang left. Sure. That's the result of the time war. Well, okay. Then what's his problem? What do you mean, what's his problem? Well, if he already knows... I mean, that's not that's not it, though. That's what he decided. He's the only one in the universe that has free will. He decided that was the end result. Well, I, he could have literally done anything. If he's the last one standing, he could have literally done anything. This is another good in, concept. In, that, any, in any universe, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is another good concept that comes up. Do the Denzians of this sacred timeline have free will? The Denizens? That's what I said. The the habitant the habitants of this sacred timeline. Uh-huh. They are making choices. They have free will. It's just if they make one he doesn't like that that brings That's not pruned. free will. But they the the ones no, no, no. the variants 
the the people that would have made a different decision don't get to live out that different decision. But the ones that did make the decision keep living. Yes, but you've taken out all the ones that made the decisions you didn't like. But they made that choice. No, they didn't. They did not choose to get blown up and not exist anymore. No, 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 but the ones that didn't get blown up made that choice. They, they of their own free will, made the choice. That's not the problem I have. If you have a million different versions of you, and each one of those versions is going to make a different version of a decision, then you didn't make, like, each one of them made that decision, but it all happened. <clears throat> Because the decision was put in front of you. You didn't choose the decision being put in front of you. Okay, and that's what you said totally confused me. Okay, so I'm supposed to decide if I'm going to go to Goodwill or I'm going to go to Walmart. Okay. In the multiverse, I did both. Yeah. So now the timeline is split in two. Okay. I'm now... Waiting. I chose both decisions. Each individual version of me decided to do the thing. So it looks like free will. But if somebody comes up and blows up the universe where I went to Goodwill, then I'm only left with that one decision. Which you made of your own free will. Yeah, I thought I did. It seems like I did. But all of the other variants of me did not get to live out the uh, the rest of that timeline. Yeah. So it's not... It's not free will. It's just the illusion of free will? This is what I'm saying. Because he's deciding which one's the valid one. If all of my variants, one of them takes each decision, then they all happen. And I'm always making all of the decisions. Uh, does my conscious, which one does my consciousness follow or all of me legit? Those are all completely different questions. We can't possibly answer here. This isn't a philosophy class. I'm just saying that he is picking which one's the quote unquote real one, the sacred one. So he's making the decision. Okay. He's, he's plucking the one he likes and keeping it and all the rest of them get eliminated. So they didn't happen. So he made the decision. What, how my life ends is chosen by him. If I, I only have one consciousness in the universe because he picked that one. Okay. So it's not free will. Okay. He is the only person in the universe that actually has free will. And so the same could be said for any divine plan. I don't believe in those. So that's really easy for me to answer too. Would you like to go through all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Super easy answers to those questions, babe. And maybe that is, maybe that kind of sums it up pretty well, Stacy, of why I had uh, such issue with this season. Okay. I mean, I, I, I thought, honestly, I thought it was Owen Wilson. I do not like him in anything ever. Wow. It was very hard to watch because of him. He's my Captain America, Stacey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't understand the dislike of Owen Wilson. I do understand the dislike. <laughs> yes. 
he is. He's my Captain okay. America. So it just as this there. character or in general? In general, in okay. every character. Yeah, Armageddon, the one okay. where they worked at Google. So more accurately, he's her Idris Elba. Yeah, uh, Idris Elba. So I can I was really like, okay. Things. I was like, all right, my problem is they cast Owen Wilson and it's making it very difficult for me to get into this. Well, but I don't I don't think you're out, supposed to like him. You explained it. Yeah. That, that's not my problem. The problem is the the free will and like you say, the existential road that this is going down that you would have to take a philosophy class to just kind of sit and ponder. Yeah. And I've watched this I've probably watched it well, three times, three times since it came out. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot yeah, to contemplate. Tough. Yes. I don't think that the writers of the show sat and thought about all of the implications of the story that they were writing. I think they thought nobody was going to think about it very deeply. <laughs> uh, because... Uh, the storyline that they've chosen, I mean, it's a really good idea, but the rules that they set forth for this concept don't make a lot of sense to me because. Me neither, to the point to where they almost negate what was a really interesting idea. Yeah, because, I mean, it messes with everything that he's. I guess he is also out of time. Yes. At the end of the. King is at the end of time. At the end of yeah. time. He who remains. I'm going to keep calling him have King. To, we have to assume, or we have to stipulate to the fact that time is an actual thing. Yeah. So it's like a physical, measurable. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously it's measurable, but it, you know. Occasionally they would show, oh, especially oh. towards the end of the in the last episode, they would show a band of light. And that's like the physical manifestation of the time stream. Okay. Yes. See, that's why I said like yeah. a line. Yeah, but that's a, a that's a representation of the concept time. Yes. Uh, concept that humans made up. Sure. Um. But if you think about it for more than five, throws it completely off because time is a concept that can't be represented like that. Well, there's nothing that, there's nothing that you can point to um, that demonstrates time. There are yeah, things yeah, that yeah. that That's demonstrates um, movement and change and change, yeah. yeah, but not time specifically. I mean, yes. Because I could I could rename the increments of space between moments um, and have a clock that runs twice as fast and have, you know, twice as many hours. Um, as a matter of fact, if we had 13 months instead of 12, all of our time would reconcile itself better. But the time thing only works if you line it up with the movements of the planets and the 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 moon and the you sure. know and, and then hypergravity starts making time even more difficult to pin down and it's it's all uh 
Yeah. So this is all oversimplified for comics. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's part of the problem. But um, if you're going to play with this sort of concept, you have to at least be able to make a little bit of sense. There are theoretical physicists that are Marvel fans. Yeah. And you know they're looking at the screen going, that's not how this works. Just like there when you watch. physicists that they could have consulted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, they did it with the Big Bang Theory. Why couldn't they do it with this? I, I just feel like with since, um, since Kang started with the beginning of time rather than the beginning of him. Yes. Um, the sheer number of variants of, of different timeline branches. Um, it would absolutely be impossible for him to know every single thing that happened in every single place with every single person in every single planet in the entire universe. Um, and it would, and they don't even explain how he knows or how he does it. Because at one point, he just has a printout of the conversation that they're having. Which makes even less sense to me. Because I'm like, is he getting a ticker of every conversation everywhere? Or is it that there are only certain decisions you make that make a timeline and it has to be like a, a big decision? Well, But the problem with that is, the, with the multiverse um, theory, every single decision you make... Is a branch. Yeah. It would have to be. It wouldn't make any sense if it were only certain things. Well, sure. We can reconcile this with um, the last season of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Where Fitz, uh, not Fitz, it was uh, Deke told them that time is a river. Mm -hmm. And some decisions kind of divert a little bit, bit of water and are inconsequential. But uh, if you make enough of those, you create a dam and you actually yes. change the whole thing. However, plan. that doesn't work in this situation because if I get up in the morning and I go, okay, I feel good. You're going to put on my pants and I'm going to go into town. And then I go into town, have a car accident, lose my leg, right? Yeah. The first decision that started the dominoes falling was, I'm going to put my pants on. Yeah. If instead I'm like, ugh, I don't really feel like doing anything today. And no put on bones my, day. Yeah. Put on my, my uh, around the house dress and just watch TV and, and clean the house all day. No accident. No lost legs. And then Pant Stacy gets pruned. Exactly. Well, so... That small decision, as soon as I woke up in the morning, was already a branch. It might have been a little branch, but then big branches branch off of it. This is not like a natural tree. It's um, it's a lopsided, you know, gnarly walnut. It's all crazy because that one tiny decision, tiny, tiny branch, gets a big old fat branch hanging off of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's not... Each tiny decision you make can turn into a big decision. So you have a trunk that starts God only knows where. The beginning of uh, what? Say the Big Bang. Sure. It's a big line of light hanging out from the Big Bang with 
all of the tiny decisions of all the microscopic little things. <laughs> and then they just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it, have you ever seen like a whole branch of coral? It's just like this giant fan of crazy or like a leaf, you know, all those tiny, tiny little veins off of the tiny veins, off of the little veins, off of the small veins, off of the big ones. There's no way you could ever rein all that in. No way. You're just like... The TVA looked pretty big. It ended up being one guy, babe. Yeah, but he had an automated system. Which was what? Where? Where was that? It was all that 1980s computer technology all over the place. No, honey. With giant libraries and a computer that was monitoring branches as they happened. But who, what is observing everything that's happening in every, in the universe? I I have to say Miss Minutes. So you think that the computer, who's also a smart ass running around entertaining people and getting files and being a secretary is also observing every single alive creature on the planet when you are out, on the, in the universe when you are outside of time you have infinite time to watch infinite choices because that branch that happens in 1972 you can get to it today or you can get to it 75 days from now well that wouldn't make any sense because uh, if you don't start at the beginning you're it's it's gonna be like doing a family tree on ancestry where you just randomly pick leaves to follow Jay yeah if you don't have it be organized and linear it will be chaos and you will forget things and and as they showed you in the show forgetting things fucks everything. Yeah. So, no, that doesn't work for me. Well, it doesn't make much sense that a random branch is popping up in 1972 uh, because they should have already pruned all that shit. Because, yeah, yeah no, this you can't you can't get too deep into this. Babe, you could have been my problem. You, you yeah. See, if you think about I it even for a minute. That's your problem. If. Well, I mean, I really liked the show as long as I didn't think too hard. Yeah. Um, but growing up the way I did, that was not going to happen. I was never going to be able to watch the show without spending an awful lot of time on minute details. Because quite honestly, like if, if you're if you are putting too much logic on this, <laughs> by yeah. the time we get to he who remains at the end of time. Mm hmm. By the time we get to him, every decision that's going to be made has already been made. So yeah. either the branches exist or they don't. There's no new decisions. There's no way for the sacred timeline to have new decisions branch off of. Because it, that's it. That's that's all the timeline. There is no more decisions being made. Well, see, and that's that's the problem. Because by the time they get to his little desk and his little citadel, he says, that's the end of me knowing. Yeah. Which doesn't make much sense because he's from. Where does his knowledge end? Where does his knowledge come from? Because he's like, I don't know. But how are they going to know? Like he he doesn't have like a computer at his desk to look at. And if it's a computer doing the whole thing, he's not needed. What's he doing? What's he needed for? He has to be looking at all these decisions to decide which ones are the ones that get to stay. Not the computer. That's why he needs somebody to take over for him. So it's not logical that it's the little clock lady running around. She's just like an AI helper. But you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Clippy isn't writing the resume for you. He's helping you, you know. And I, I like he, that you just compared Miss Minutes to Clippy. I'm sorry, but if that's not what they were intending, then I don't know what the <laughs> hell they were doing. Because she absolutely was a clock version of Miss of, of Clippy. Um, Loved her. <laughs> but but seriously, well, she was ominous, too. But <laughs> in order for him to be important to the story, he has to be actively doing something behind that desk. Yeah, Otherwise, he can't he could, be an observer. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be able to walk away and do his own thing, and it wouldn't matter. And then the whole universe is being run by a computer, which is, again, the one even scarier. Yeah. Yeah, that goes back into the free will sort of thing, which makes your brain itch. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, so in, in in at one hand, they've shown that he's he's not actively doing anything. He doesn't have like a setup. We don't see any of the behind the scenes anything. He's just sitting there. Um, Waiting for the Lokis to show up like they were always going to. With dot matrix printouts of the conversation to prove that he knows what's going to happen. Um, and then he lies like three times in a row and expects them now, now believe me because now I'm actually telling the truth. The guy's an idiot. What lies did he say? He said that he knew everything. He knows how everything is going to end. He literally said that, and then two minutes later, he goes, oh, well, I lied. Uh, this is the end of my knowledge. He literally says that. He said he fibbed. Fair enough. Yeah. He admitted to that fib. He knew everything up to a point. Well, if you've lied about one thing, then you've lied about everything. I okay. don't I don't have to believe anything you say. Okay. This is why betrayal is so big a deal, because if you've lied about this thing, then everything you've ever said is bullshit. Everything you've ever done has been a manipulation. Okay. I should tell my brain works. Like, or even if it hasn't, good luck with me trusting you. Exactly. So if this guy wanted help, if he wanted, why in the hell didn't he just go to them or go to the Avengers, go to somebody and tell, like if he had gone to the Avengers and said, Hey, I'm trying to prevent this. Um, he could have gotten help and had somebody else help him do this thing. The thing that that's the thing that's really, really, really bothering me is that he's taken it upon himself to decide he's the authority because he's the one that remains. Of all the kings, of all the, the 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 most villainous creatures ever to exist in the multiverse, he's the one that remains. I don't care. I don't care if all the Charlie Sheens all fight each other and there's one left. He's still not the goddamn boss. And see what bothers and and, and what bothers me is as you were we use your example. Let's say he wanted he needed something done. He's like, okay, I'll go to Avengers and get some help. Well. That how is that possible if there is no free will? He already knows what they're gonna do. Presumably, he can't go to him. So he can't go to him for help because he doesn't know what that help is going to be. Yeah. Well, in whatever way he receives the information, um, 
Yeah, presumably. there. I mean, of all of the infinite choices they could make, surely one of them... Surely one of them has to come out well. You would think. I mean, even killing Thanos had one, one successful timeline. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I see the show directly, directly interferes with that movie. How so? Don't you think that, I almost said Doctor Who, don't you think that Doctor Strange would see that each one of those timelines is truncated? Like, five seconds after the decision was made, all of a sudden there's nothing? Well, no. He's seeing the actual timeline as it's happening. Like, he's, he's seeing the entire thing. I'm presuming that he's he's not just looking at one incident at a time. He's looking at the entire picture. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gone through, he said, billions of different scenarios. But the TVA doesn't actually destroy the timeline until it branches. So he's seeing the branches as they could be, not as actual the actual fact of them. That's not how they made that sound. Right. Yeah, but that's an easy retcon. Okay, in my universe, there aren't rewritings of the story. <clears throat> You've told the story. Those are the rules. This is what we have to live with. He's seeing the timelines. If he can't see that there is a weird thing happening, then what good is he? Well, if if there is a uh, a daddy figure at the end of time, keeping the sacred timeline pure, then what is the point of the time stuff? Exactly. This is my question. This is my problem. The it, They directly interfere with each other. I think they, they complement each other. Not if he... If he lives through every scenario... And he comes back and says, this is the decision you should make in order to get the result we want. He lived through each one of those billion scenarios. He didn't just see it in his head. He did it. I don't think they showed that he did it. No, he didn't. they didn't show that. This is the one time I'm telling myself a story. Oh, okay. Let me have it. <laughs> uh, he sits there. <laughs> well, think about it. He sits there, right? And they do that funny, wobbly, like he's moving. Yeah. He's not just sitting there and seeing things in his head. He's moving. So it's like all of the billions of him sitting back down, getting ready to talk. Okay. So he gets up. He he does like a maybe he fast forwards it. I don't know. But he's watching it happen. He's in it. And then he rewinds and goes back. And then they make another decision. And then he rewinds and then makes another decision and then rewinds over and over and over and over again. So that he sees every single teeny tiny little branch of decision making. And then he comes back and says, I've done them all. There's only one that works. Okay. So he should see, because he's not just doing the next decision, he's doing all of them. Okay. Otherwise, you wouldn't know which little decision. I, I, you would have to go back and pause every single time there was a question about, should I turn right or left? And that would be impossible. Let me so, try to know, Price, this, that. Okay. King knows 
that in order for them to make the right decision, mm-hmm. Strange has to believe that he has found the one way that they're going to be victorious. So, Kang lets him make all of those branches exist long enough to decide which one's the right one, and then those branches prune themselves so he doesn't have to interfere. The TVA doesn't have to interfere. I would let that go if it weren't for the fact that their little representational line was a straight line with no sticks hanging off of it anywhere. Tell me that uh, Doctor Strange isn't making off little branches of sticks all off that line. Yeah, and he can cause little stubs, but if those stubs die out on their own before they hit that that red line, then the TVA doesn't have to get involved anyway. How would it die out on its own? If those choices aren't made. No, we're living in a universe where every decision gets made. Yes, but... Right, because it's predetermined. Multiverse. Strange came back to that, that point and led them to the right decision. The decision that was supposed to happen for the sake of timeline. Thanos had to win, and then time had to be However, we so that he could but lose. but no, we've already determined that every time you make a decision, you make all of the decisions. Yeah. Always. Always. For all time. Because um it's just because that Doctor Strange sees which one he wants his consciousness to follow. And that just happens to be the one that is the sacred timeline. Well, one could assume that, but you can't assume that because you don't know if his thing aligns with King's thing. Uh, obviously it does, or it would have got pruned. No, I I don't like that. That's That doesn't work for me. Every time you make a decision, you make all the decisions, he would have to prune something. There would be evidence for another time traveler to see. Okay. The fact that he can go to other dimensions at all. We haven't seen that yet. Yes, but I did, will have, have had seen it okay. already. <laughs> Here's the thing on that. <laughs> but Did dimensions you- are part of the universe. You are you are now... I'm thinking fifth dimensionally. You're now going forward, all right? Because at the end of this show, at mm-hmm. the end of Loki, they stopped the sacred timeline from being a thing. Sure. Branches are now happening. Okay. So when we get to the multiverse of madness, and there are infinite div- dimensions for people to jump through, that is a direct result of this season having happened. Okay, sure. Then we still go back to Thanos... Uh, and that that whole scenario, there's still branches. If he didn't cut those branches off, then there there is a straight timeline with no branches with like <laughs> just one lopsided branch over here that and each one of those decisions and each one of those all make little there's like just one little tendril over there. Otherwise, Doctor Strange would see that there's a problem. I'm telling you, it's bugging me. And we've just talked about this for a whole hour. Okay. All right. We'll we'll switch train tracks then. Yeah. Okay. Like, don't think too hard. That's the lesson here, guys. I'm telling you, that was me. That was me. So I'm overthinking it. Yeah. So talk to me about the workers of the TVA. 
Oh, you uh, you mean the fact that they are kidnapped variants of timelines that are brainwashed and turned into cops? Yeah, cops and judges and investigators and administrators, a tech guy. Secretaries. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, this Ken guy is evil. Just even on the surface... Um, even on, on the, on the, just the, the tiny, tiny tip of the iceberg, this guy is straight up evil. He's worse than all of the bad guys that we've seen put together. He's a multiple mass universe murderer. Um, and he's an enslaver. Now they don't think that they're enslaved, but they've their brains have been scrubbed clean of any memories they don't have a sense of self um they don't make their own decisions they don't have a home to go back to no what do they do like i don't want to say but uh, this is another one of those don't think about it too hard things because these guys don't have a life outside of work either like specifically renslayer was a, a principal yeah Right, and made a decision that she wasn't supposed to make, and got plucked out of the timeline, and that that timeline got oh, oh. deleted. He, okay, here is where I have a problem. We've already established everybody. Every time there's a decision that gets made, all of those decisions do get made, and they branch off into different timelines. Mm-hmm. Why in the ever living hell is he randomly picking some people? To pull out of the timeline, is he only pulling people out of the timeline in order to enslave them? So That's, he thought he was going to, in, well, I mean, he already knew what was going to happen. But, like, the idea is to use Loki and, 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 and uh, force this uh, storyline. So he, every time they bring somebody in and do this this fake trial bullshit, I mean, why are they, why bother with that? If you're if you're doing it just to kidnap them to turn them into cops or judges or whatever, then just kidnap them and wash their brains. Why are you going through all this weird crap? That's that's part of my question. Well, I feel like that's indicative. Uh, I feel like that just proves that he's evil. He's he's like observing an ant farm. He's making them jump through hoops for no damn reason. Because the ones like Loki who are able to break out of their... Which is basically just Loki. They did say that Loki is the most uh, frequently hunted variant. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The ones like Loki that are able to not just cause a Nexus event, but then break free from the the judicial side of it. Those seem to be the ones that like push the the meta of well, this. But I don't understand why Loki is special. If he can't move out of they haven't established his powers. And because, apparently because, they're variant dependent on the universe. Yeah. So what about him makes him special that he is outside of time everywhere he is? Because everybody's making every decision. 
Loki is only making a decision out of the buffet of decisions that are laid before him. What what makes Loki special, Dr. Gina? What makes him special was it wasn't this wasn't supposed to happen, remember? Yeah, but none of it's supposed to happen unless it's sacred timeline. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, in the, um he wasn't supposed to the the taking of the tesseract that was kind of just a crime of opportunity. Like, ooh, look at this. Yeah. However, so that's what, in my opinion, that's what makes him special for this. So are you saying that when Loki picked up the um the tesseract and yes. winked out it never occurred to the entire universe that Loki might grab that and run away with it. That in in none of the time branches did he actually do that. And that was a complete aberration. That is what I'm saying. And even as I'm saying it, it's bothering me. Yeah, okay. That so here's my... Predetermined yeah. Nature so of here's, the here's my theory. He only had the Tesseract in front of him because the Avengers time traveled. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I could see where they would say that the time travel messed with the timeline so that somehow those guys were able to do a thing that wasn't on the sacred timeline. And that caused within the sacred timeline an aberration. However, when questioned about it, um, the guy said they were supposed to time travel. He made that part of the sacred timeline because, remember, he's the one that makes the definitions of, you know, what fits in there. Um, So what when when they did the time travel, everything that happened was supposed to happen in the sacred timeline. In order for everything to work out the way it did. Because that's the way that Kang wanted the timeline to go. He just wasn't supposed to bend over and pick it up. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That would be Kang's fault. That he didn't see Loki pick it up. There's no way in any universe he didn't pick it up. I don't believe that. No way. So, So Kang is punishing Loki for doing a thing that Loki would do. So here's what I think. I think that Loki is singularly among all of the creatures in all of the universe throughout all time. Mm -hmm. He is more cunning and opportunistic Uh than just about any other creature ever. Okay. But he can still only make a decision based yeah. on what's happened, the decision laid before him. Absolutely. You can pick it up or don't. And when, then there's two branches. When faced with all of these decisions, a Loki is most likely to seize an opportunity. And uh-huh. in seizing those opportunities, most likely to deviate from the sacred timeline. Because he's the god of mischief, like he's literally designed to cause chaos. Yes, but the problem being, if you if if the universe is made up of branches of every decision being made, there's no decision that he can do 
that hasn't been done or wouldn't have been done in one timeline. So um, did just stop that particular timeline where he picks up the Tesseract like every other one. Yes. And, and, Loki, that Loki. Then, and then Loki isn't special because he didn't do anything different than I do every day. The, the Loki that gets to remain on the sacred timeline uh-huh. isn't very special. All of the Lokis that get pruned, mm-hmm. those Lokis... Are simply Lokis that made a decision that he didn't Kang like. didn't like. But that doesn't make them special. That makes them just like everybody else. Yes. However, what I'm saying is that Loki is more likely to make those decisions and to capitalize on those decisions. No, you're saying it wrong. Kang is more likely to not like Loki's decisions. Sure. It has nothing to do with Loki. It that's all about Kang. I, I just think he's because he's because remember again, I would like to point out that if you have a choice between three options, when you make a decision, someone in another timeline makes this decision, and another one makes that decision. They all get made. Loki always makes all of the decisions in one timeline. One variant of the timeline he does the right thing and in the other he does the wrong thing okay he always makes all the decisions just like all of the other regular people now the one thing that is special is sylvie who is a loki but apparently has some kind of ability to go to other places she, she stole a tempad when she was a kid okay so so now she's not a loki she's a Minuteman. sure so the reason they would have to chase her around and like capture her and put her in prison is because she has one of their tools yes but if they took the tool away from her then she wouldn't be that anymore and they wouldn't have to they could just put her back you know in the timeline she's supposed to be in and then it's done. But she was able to seize this opportunity because she's a Loki and is so opportunistic. Yeah, no, she was able to seize this moment because the Minutemen came in and interfered with her. Without being interfered with, that timeline would have branched off. They could have nipped it in the bud and that would have been done. Loki is not singular okay. at all. There, none of those powers that Loki has are singular. There is no reason for them to be... The only reason they needed to be chasing her around is because she had their tool. The tool she only got because they fucked with her. They fucked up. Not Loki. Loki's not the bad guy here. I don't know that uh, Loki has been the bad guy for a long time. No, but my point is, if they hadn't messed around, they wouldn't have found out. <laughs> um, and also my point is the Lokis aren't actually special they don't need to be specially punished more than everybody else the Lokis should all be in the same place everyone else is because they're not doing anything different than anybody else is I, I feel like this is Loki being the black sheep of the universe and being heaped on because he is He's the, I know he's not the older sibling, but he's the older sibling in the dynamic of like the entire universe. He's the scapegoat. He's abused. 
he's uh, he uh, he's he's just not the golden child, and and it that manifests in every aspect of his life. Add to the fact mm-hmm. that Cain knows that the people that are going to come see him at the end of the universe, at the end of time, uh-huh. are Lokis. So yeah. he would pay special attention to their mischief. Yeah. Yes. But but he's paying special attention. The Lokis aren't doing anything special. Okay. It makes no sense. If he knows that Loki is going to end up there, then all he has to do is do the exact same thing he's doing with everyone else and leave part of the timeline where Loki ends up there like he wants him. There's no... <laughs> It's, it's bugging me. To the, the point, that, I mean, you're describing it to the point where Kang is also a uh, a prisoner in his own lack of decision making. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's decided it's a time loop. Messing with me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, all he has to do is decide to be done. So even Kang's not in charge. <laughs> Yes and no. He's 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 in charge until he decides to not be in charge anymore. He did decide to be done. And that's where he's you know what I mean? Like he's decided that's how it's gonna come out anyway, so he manifests it coming out that way. He did make the decision. Kane is prophecy girl. He did make the decision. I Yes, we know. He made the decision, but now he's decided that's just the only decision. Okay. Uh, so he is in charge, but he is also trapped in his own stupidity. Because if I had gotten hold of that kind of power, I would have been like, oh, the other Stacys, they got to go. And that would have been done. I would have I would have chilled. Until somebody else figured out how to, you know, cross the uh, the time barrier or whatever it was he called it. And then I would have taken that group of that scientist out. I mean, if you're going to sit around at a desk and do weird menial work and make sure nobody ever figures out how to get to another timeline, that's what you do. I mean, that sounds like what the multiversal war was. Uh, that's not what a war is. It is when they gather up forces to fight back. Um, when they're also trying no, 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 to no, no, bring no, no, you. No, 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 no. Because what does what that's does, what he described? Sure, but what does Brian, said, no, no, no. What he said was that the the time wars were six one six jumping into six one seven and stealing all the resources and coming back. They weren't trying to print each other. They were taking all their shit. What does Brian Hubbard tell us about running into a version of yourself? You have a center block and you smash their head in. Because that fucker would do it to you. Yes, exactly. And that is what Kane is. No, he's not. He's literally not. He's smashing everybody else's heads in. Also, mm-hmm. not just if he was just smashing his own head in, nobody would care. Let him die. So what? This is what I'm saying. He's doing too much. He's being extra. <laughs> I, I think I'd like to think mm-hmm. that he he has found that the only way to efficiently prevent the war. Oh, he's lazy. <laughs> I mean, 
possibly, but it's like Skynet, right? The only way to protect humanity is to wipe it out. Okay, that is kill each other absolutely illogical. No, that's not why. That is not why the robots killed everybody. They weren't killing everybody to keep everybody from killing everybody. That's no, no, no. You need to watch those movies again. <laughs> uh, it, if he had merely taken himself out, it would have been a lot less work. That's all I'm saying. If if he is figuring, if he's the one, these he's the Donald Trump of figuring out time. Uh, if you take him out, nobody can go to other timelines and steal each other's resources. And then, therefore, there is no Viking raids on other timelines. There's no war. Take him out. Boom, done. Nobody else is even thinking about it. And again, I've said this like three times now. Uh, you know, Scientist Jones figures it out 40 years later. You take him and all his variants out also. You don't have to take out every single variant of every single timeline throughout all of eternity. For all time. Are you hearing me? I'm hearing you. So you're saying if you just take out the one. Yeah. That takes well, and not the one. Everything. Take take, everything. You take out the one in every timeline. So he'd be taking out like a million hymns. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a, a surgical strike. Okay. I'm saying like, you know. Right before he, you know, before he even starts any of the research so that nobody else can pick it up and, and carry on with it. Just take him out. I mean, he doesn't, what does he care? If he's the one doing all of the assassinating, then he's not going to get dead. Nope. All he needs to do is keep his eye out for the other ones that are thinking the same way and team up with them. I don't think this guy's clever enough for that. Okay. I think the I'm definitely, definitely doing a fourth watch, if for nothing <laughs> else, then you called up Donald Trump. <laughs> well, he, because he's because he's like, oh, I'm the only one that can fix this problem. Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, I'm from from yeah, from your perspective, I'm so, going to see how much that makes my brain it. Well, I think the the problem here the problem here is that this is a solution of a man who isn't as intelligent as he thinks he is and also has no imagination. This Fair is enough. the this is Fair the enough. easiest simplest solution that his little brain could come up with. Just kill everything. Um instead of having to do a little bit of work. Okay. And showing up at the right place at the right time. He didn't even have to enslave anyone. He could have just, if he's got, if he's literally got all the time in the world, then he could have surgically removed himself from every timeline, just taking his time. I mean, he'll always have something to do. Okay, so maybe we back off the existentialism. Well, you're the one that asked me the next question. <laughs> uh, well, I actually, the next question I asked you was about the uh, the TVA itself, and you went back to being mad at Kane for. Okay. Well, what about the TVA itself? Did I answer the question? Uh, no, you not really. Okay. Well, what was your question? These these guys are variants. Mm-hmm. 
You well, you, I did answer the question. You just wanted me to talk about who the judges and the uh, Minutemen were. I did. Yeah. So, are they in any way culpable for their part? No. Because they were stolen and enslaved. And brainwashed. They don't know. They don't even know who they are, let alone what they're doing. They have been given a set of deities. They are all-knowing and all-powerful, and they have to do what they're told. Do we... So even, even after Renslayer discovers that it's all a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts putting other things into action. Miss Minutes comes up to her and, and talks to her. Uh, do we... Is she a sympathetic character? Not to me. No. Because once no. once you see her understand that there's a problem and she continues full speed ahead, I'm just envisioning... Like one of those faith healers at a um, a revival who sees something and goes, oh, crap, God's not real. And then just keeps preaching and keeps pretending to heal people and keeps laying hands on them and, and knocking them down and then pretending to be seized up with, you know, God feelings or whatever crap they do. It's if she knows something's wrong. Once she kept going without investigating and without figuring out if what she was doing was the right thing or not, she became a bad gun in my mind. I mean, any sympathy, Gina? No, <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, mean you, I couldn't have, I, I, was, I was thinking if I could put it any better, if I could add anything, but no. That's okay. it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. She's, she's Hitler's Goebel. So I'm, I'm, Forced to play devil's advocate again. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's not your wheelhouse at all. <laughs> she has existed for eons. Presumably. As we've been, this is what we're told, ages. Uh, first as a minute man and then as an investigator and now as a judge. Yeah. You know, they've, they don't really give you a sense of time here. No. It's... It's to the point where time doesn't exist so much, but everything is, it, it's all Groundhog Day, and yet time is passing for them. They're building relationships. They're building patterns of behavior. They are buying, they are drinking the Kool-Aid. However, they're not aging. They are not aging, but they are buying into this life. This this is so this is basically keeping very close to the what is time question again. They are they are they are she basically has spent eternity You're on assuming. this mission. Yeah. Yes. You're assuming. Simplifying. On this mission she has spent yeah. eternity. Sure. And one friggin' Loki comes in and starts messing things up. Actually I really don't like that you say eternity because that's not accurate. But anyway, I'll let that go. This will be a 12-hour podcast. Comes in and messes some stuff up. And she's supposed to abandon eons of her life and her belief system? Well, yeah. Because proof. 
invalidating everything she's done for as long as she's known who she was. Damn, if that sucks. Is, yes, absolutely. Sucks to suck, as Rose would say. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Is this unique to us? Like, um, if if a regular, this is how atheists are made. A regular Christian sees the truth and goes, ooh, shit. I was wrong. I'm saying that she's got more than just 30 years of belief here. She's I don't care. Babe, it's proof. There is a question. Okay. She didn't get the the question answered. Yeah, I don't care if, like, we've been married for how long? Almost 25 now. Uh-huh. And if somebody came up to me and said... Your husband did such and such a thing. And I'm like, well, he would never. He's not dumb enough. He knows what will happen to him if he does that dumb thing. I'm not going to just go, oh, well, he definitely didn't do it. I don't believe you. I'm investigating immediately. Immediately. Okay. When I find out or, and I have evidence either for or against you having done that thing, I will act accordingly. I love you and I trust you, but if somebody says to me that they witnessed you doing a thing, I'm checking into it. Which is supported by how Owen behaves. Uh, Mobius behaves given the same yeah. uh, contradiction to him. Because he's not system. a bad guy. Okay. Yeah, that's the difference. I, that's the difference between a detective and a judge. And the same thing goes for like... Because when the detective uh, got a piece of evidence that um, said maybe he was wrong, he started investigating, and the judge took a look at the two pieces of evidence and decided which one must be true. Oh, and okay. B fifty two is kind of in the same boat. She or whatever. I don't think it was fifty two. No, it was. I like B fifty two better. So I'm gonna. I wonder why. Um. Yeah, I wish it. I wish they'd given them actual names because there's no way in heck I'm going to remember numbers. Yeah. Okay. Except for B twenty because they said it ten thousand times. Okay, a more fun question. Oh, okay. I I was having fun just now. Were you not? <laughs> no, I was. Okay. A more lighthearted question. The brain itching has stopped a bit, so yeah, me too. <laughs> a more lighthearted <laughs> question. Yeah. What? Who yeah. at at the end of the universe where the prunes go? Yeah. Who is our favorite Loki? Hmm. I mean. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Stacy. Alligator Loki was funny. <laughs> I since he couldn't talk, he just bit everybody, and that was funny. <laughs> Sheriff Loki was hilarious because he was all badass until uh, he got bit and then he screamed. Oh, that like was a President Loki. I'm sorry. Yeah, President Loki. I was thinking Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, fair enough. Because he gave, he definitely gave uh, those vibes. Uh, yeah, President Loki was hilarious. I didn't, there's not, like the only one I'd hang out with, I mean like our Loki and then Sylvie. Were the two that I like, but I really enjoyed those two. What about you, Gina? Um, president and ours. Okay. I although because you know I have I'm always gonna have affinity for our Loki. Yeah. 
Well, I thought that the 616 old guy was funny, but that that um, that outfit was not okay. Yeah, if anybody's going to be a 616 Loki, it's that guy. Yeah, I felt assaulted. I was I was sexually assaulted by that outfit. Did you not? I mean, it was um, no, it I was the superhero. It was the superhero <laughs> equivalent of gray sweatpants. I'm telling you. Yeah, what are you looking oh, yeah. at, Jeremiah? Yeah, that's a terrible outfit, man. <laughs> he looks like he's trying to copy Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I'm doing exactly what I am now, having a chuckle, which was which was well need. I needed some levity for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I got some major love for Kid Loki. Really? I thought he was kind of an ass. Of course he was. And Oh no, see, but I like our Loki's attitude. But but I can't handle it from a kid. I just want to knock the crap out of him. But our Loki is like, oh yeah, you're like three. What's what's your Nexus event that makes you such a badass? And just all calmly and <laughs> I kept four. That was pretty good. The look on his face was priceless. That was good. But clearly he got him when he was young, so it was sort of cheating. Yeah, but still. Yeah. It's probably the most dangerous of the Loki, so. <laughs> hmm. And I really, I really liked Old Man Loki. Like, Old Man Loki showed some spine there at the end. Okay, you guys tell me if I'm crazy, but I was getting with uh, with Sylvie and old guy Loki, I was getting some serious Doctor Who vibes. Oh, absolutely. Um, she was she was gruff and like and tough, but she still had like Doctor vibes. And then, and then, especially old guy had had more um, like older versions of Doctor Who. It was, I liked it. It made me like the show more, but it was really weird a couple of times where it it was like they pulled lines right out of the TV show. I mean, if any Marvel character is going to grab a TARDIS and do capers through time, yeah, yeah. It did. If you, if I walked in in the middle of you watching that, I would think for a second that we, you were watching a new Doctor Who without me. It, it really did feel like that. Well, especially when they were jumping around to the Armageddon's, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially <laughs> when he gets up on the cart and he's speaking Latin. <laughs> they did a really good job with that. Yeah. Um. I like that part, but it it did very much feel like a a David Tennant moment. Excuse me, that hurt. So speaking of the Armageddons. Yes. You're Sylvie. Which Armageddon do you hide out in? First, Pompeii. Yeah. They went right for my heart there. (laughs) Why Pompeii? (gasps) Oh, man. You know how most kids go through like a dinosaur phase and a... um, Sure. Well, I'm still in my archaeology phase. I never left it. Um, I did the Egyptology and the pirates and the, you know, treasure and, and the whole shebang. And um, when I was a kid, uh, 
ironically enough, in the Disney, they used to have a little Disney magazine where it had like, you know, the the behind the scenes gossip and um I remember one cover had um I believe it was called The Wonderful World of. No, that's like the encyclopedia in the in one of the videos. Hmm. Um but but uh Candace Cameron was on the cover of one of them. I think it was even the one with the Pompeii article in it. They sometimes had, you know, it was like it was like a newsweek for kids. Okay. But it was like it, it was the size and shape of the Archie comics. Um, and there was an article about Pompeii in there. Just a small little this happened and this is interesting and whatever. And look at the, uh, you know, the forms of the people. And I became immediately obsessed. I went into the house. I got on it like we had, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica and the Book of Knowledge. I pulled out all of the P books uh, I laid them all out. I read every single thing. Uh, I went to the the National Geographic books and pulled out uh, anything that had Pompeii in it. I went to the library. I read everything I could get my hands on. Every time a new discovery was made, I was all over it. I've walked through uh, a um, like a digital uh, uh, virtual reality walkthrough of some places in Pompeii. I mean, like I have the pictures of the the mosaics and friezes in my head. Obsessed. Mm. Um, Doctor Who went to Pompeii, and that was like my favorite episode. Uh, the Pom- Pompeii novel. Do you remember the Pompeii novel in um, when we were in Brown County? Do you remember that mm-hmm. that weird? God wink, I think Sarah would call it. There was a novel called Pompeii at this little bookshop in Brown County, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And they only took cash. And I didn't have any cash wow. on me. Yeah. Uh, the book was there only a dollar. They only pay cash? Yeah. Yeah. You um, like my brain. This is this is a while ago. <laughs> okay. our, our kids were very little. Um the book was only a dollar, but I didn't have one. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to be thinking about that book for the rest of my life. Um, we were walking down the street and somebody hands me a piece of paper and it says, God bless you or whatever. And I'm like, um, OK, bye. And I open up the piece of paper and there is a dollar stapled to the inside of the paper. And it's a it's a flyer for a church. I do not remember why there was a dollar stapled inside of it but i immediately immediately grabbed that dollar went back to the store got the novel (laughs) and it is sitting on my shelf right now um and it just so happened to have been a pompeii novel or it wouldn't have been such a big deal it was one of those weird magic moments did you read it oh yeah good book too it's like uh from the perspective of a younger uh slave girl um trying to escape the volcano and you know they roll out how it happened and uh there's actually a um an account of what happened uh that was written right after that they kind of based some details on but yeah it was really good i've always been obsessed uh i also am still going through my titanic phase and will never stop that either oh, <laughs> Um, 
So yeah, I would definitely go to Pompeii. So technically not the end of the world or an apocalypse, really. Yeah, they use well, the word apocalypse a little too loosely. Yeah. Because that's like a local apocalypse. Yeah, it was, it was a... But at, that, <clears throat> but at that time, the world seemed, you know, we, we didn't have what we've got now as far as this connectivity or whatever, whatever that makes yeah. the world seem so much well, smaller. Herculaneum. So they did okay with it because during that, if you just look at that time, it was. Yeah, but but Herculaneum was like right down the road, and so it's not really an apocalypse. There's there's you know, and in and the middle of everything. To the point of her hiding out in places where she's not going to bifurcate timelines. Which which is it's, it's just the fact that they called it a, an apocalypse that yeah. was wonky. But that was genius. Yes. And that should have worked forever. Although it would be distressing. Can you imagine growing up in a, in, in a one apocalypse after another? Yeah. Um, I wonder how far back. I wonder if she experimented with how far back she could go from the disaster. Because you figure if you interact with people who aren't going to end up there the day of, you're going to cause a problem. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Well, if if you interact with a guy and, and cause him to change his mind about a thing and he goes off to Rome and he lives in Rome now, that's yeah. changing things. You, you know, butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would never be able to time travel. I would never be able to do it. You can't think about it too hard or you, you end up freezing in fear for, you know, not wanting to change things. Because every drink of water could change all of existence. Oh, listen, every time we get stuck in, stuck in traffic, I used to complain about it, and now I'm just like, something is stopping me from, like, crashing and dying. Don't complain. Like, every single time something gets in my way, I think about it. Because how many times have we been immediately behind an accident on the highway? Yeah. Or that dude that got murdered, like, the day we moved to Washington State, remember? Yeah. He's just dead on the side of the road uh, oh, in a police what? chase. What? Oh, man. Welcome to Washington State, right? <laughs> Highway 5 what? is the devil. Um, huh? What's the devil? Uh, Highway 5. It oh. goes all the way up the coast from California to uh, Washington State. And it's it's, like, the only way out of there. If there's if there's ever a major 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 disaster on that side of the country, they are all in big trouble. Okay. Sorry. No, no. no, no. Well, you said apocalypse, and then yep. I got. I, and then you thought of Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the whole time we lived there, I was scared to death it was going to be a tsunami <laughs> and we were all going to die. So, like living in between three volcanoes, for Pete's sake. In the end, Sylvie kicks our Loki back to the TVA. Oh, that hurt my feelings. And kill Loki. And kills he who remains, kills King. Uh, Loki then finds. We didn't see her kill him though, did we? She yes. stabs him. We didn't like see him take his last breath. Fair enough. We assume he's dead. Yes. Fair enough. Um, causing all of the timelines to start bifurcating again. Uh, Loki quickly finds that the TVA has changed so much that nobody even knows who he is. 
Yeah. So we have to, we, we now know that this is, the multiverse is happening, the multiversal war is coming. Well, you assume that, you don't know. Sure. Uh, but we are almost certainly going to face multiple kings going forward. Yeah, but here's the real question. When? Yes. Because if he's in the year 31, or was it 31? 31st century is what he called. Oh, okay. Well, if he's in the 31st century, we don't have to give a crap about it. All of us are going to be dead by then. Until he invents a time machine and then he's in all the centuries. My question is... Okay, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My, My, My when isn't... When does he invent time? It's when is a war? When's the, yes. the in our timeline there has to be a first one. Yep. My question to you both. Yeah. Is on a scale of Justin Hammer to Sartor. What? Come up with a scale with two things yeah, we've heard of. Justin Hammer yeah, is the guy right. who, who tried to take over Stark Industries, the the little wimp who can't even make missiles work. Oh, wasn't that like Christians, not Christian Slater. No. It was like Iron Man 2 or whatever. Okay. Oh, oh right. little Ponce actor was that? Yeah, little Ponce actor, right? Crap, I can't remember his... Okay, yeah. On a scale of Justin Hammer to Sartor. The, Who is Sartor? Sartor is the giant world-ending demon that ate... Uh, uh, Asgard and destroyed, like, caused. Oh, you mean that guy that looks just like the devil? Yes. That ate Asgard? So, on a scale of Justin Hammer. No, sir. No, sir. He is is a world ender. Fine. No, 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 no. That scale has to be a Sandman. Was he a world ender or just a. (laughs) He's just fireballs. That was his pro. That was the problem. Yeah. Asgard's not a whole world. It's just an island. How? Right. Well, my, that's my, what I'm saying. I don't think yes. you can well, call the world ender. Yes, the scale must be Sandman to Thanos. Okay, fine. From Sandman to Thanos. I was trying to give somebody that didn't even have superpowers, just like a pure putz, mm-hmm. to a world yeah. ender, to, oh. to Galactus, the eater of worlds. How of how I think, scared of Kang are we? I'm not scared of him, but I want to kill him a whole big bunch. Like the scale isn't scared. The scale is how much do you want to beat the crap out of him personally? And it's it's well above Thanos. Okay. Like Thanos only took out one universe. Well, no, I take it back. No, he he took no. out. He only took out part of the universes. In some universes in the multiverse, he didn't even do that. So he didn't even kill as thoroughly as Dipstick did. So this guy's worse. If we're talking body count. But I'm, well, I'm, I'm specifically talking threat and how ominous it feels that he is now unleashed. Oh, well. Do we feel that he is actually a threat? I would need to talk to him a little bit more because Thanos feels scarier to me because he is also physically imposing. Okay. And he all he has to do is snap his fingers. This other guy is just a man. He looks like Rose's ex-boyfriend. I could take him physically if I could just rip his eyeballs away from his computer screen. And I have a long history of getting nerds off their computers, so I'm confident in that one. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. He's not and physically he, imposing. Definitely the more unnerving yeah. one. Because, I mean, what he what he's doing is is absolute insanity, but mm-hmm. you get it. And that's the well, that's the unnerving part. I mean, don't which you? which one, Thanos or Thanos? Yeah. Yeah. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane, Stacey. It's insane. It's I, insane. I do have to admit that I I do I get Thanos. It's logical. It makes sense. It's just super harsh. Um, but but this other guy is like Nazi level batshit crazy. Okay. Um, yeah. And the the his level of arrogance, I think, I if it's arrogance, I'm assuming it's arrogance. But again, I need to see him more. I need to interact with him more to really understand. Yeah. Because I, I agree. Because because is it that he's he really does think he's doing the right thing? In which case he could almost be sympathetic if you can see where he's coming from? Or is he just straight up so arrogant that he thinks he's he's the only one? Like the only one that could take his place is a god. You know what I mean? Okay. Um I mean he, the way he set himself up at the end of time, he was basically a god. Really, behind that desk in that busted-up Citadel, he kind of just... He looked like the guy in office space looking for his uh, stapler. He really, honestly, I took one look at him and thought, that's not... This is this is like when Dorothy found out that the Wizard of Oz was actually just a chubby guy who flies uh, uh, hot air balloons. So, so we're not disappointing. Cur- we're not currently worried about King. No, I'm not worried about him, and I'm I'm not scared of him, but I not definitely want to take him out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thanos. Thanos, though, it's the scariest thing about Thanos is that it really is unemotional. He yeah. snaps his fingers, and it's it's not about revenge. His motives are actually pure. Uh, his methods of getting there aren't, but but it's unemotional. Goodness, Poppy. Um, and there's something really like just scarier about that. Like you can't plead for your life or talk him out of it because he has no emotion attached to it. He's this is just what's going to happen. Um, and that to me is scarier. Yes, and it is. It's insane. It's insane logic. Yeah. But it is logic. Yeah. It is. Insane logic is still understandable. Right. And so sometimes as well. Since I watched that movie, like the, and actually was paying attention to it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It pops into my head at the weirdest times, like at three o'clock in the morning when I'm trying to go to sleep. Um, because if you really think about it, if you could just snap your fingers without the, all the blood and guts and gore, you're causing a lot of grief, but it's not bloody. And then you only take out half of the humans, not half of the animals or half of the plants or insects or whatever. It's just humans. 
Um, and you're doing it because resources are finite. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the uh, what happens afterwards, people rather quickly come together. It's like after 9-11, they come together. They figure out how to work together. Uh, they distribute uh, supplies better. I'm going to guess things aren't really wasted because, you know, if your daddy died for these years of corn, you're not throwing any of them away, you know? Right. Um, sometimes you could talk yourself into thinking maybe, I mean, I've, I've said this before, um, Any? before Thanos, before I knew Thanos was even a thing, I've said before that we need a new place. And the people that didn't respect that way of life met Ronan. Yeah, yikes. We're not going to go into that. Um, the only thing I would correct Thanos on is his random method of uh, determining who gets snapped. Because and you either. One of the better parts of it that it is random. I don't have some sort of ill will against you, Stacy, but not Jay. So you get snapped and Jay doesn't. It's well, it's just. Really? Yeah, yeah, well, it wouldn't be about ill will, but, like, you could just take out um, whole families instead of only one person in a family, you know, or bad guys versus good guys, or, I don't know, I'm getting real close to Hitler territory here, but you know what I'm saying, like, right. yes. like specific yes. I know this is this is very Hitlery. That's why his unemotional uh, uh, method to it is so scary. Because like literally, without it's the lack of control for me. That's what it is. Because it's literally just completely and totally random. And I've never been good at rolling dice unless it's we're playing Yahtzee. You know, mm. the idea scares me. Um, That's actually what Thanos said right after he snapped. Was Yahtzee. <laughs> you sure it wasn't, I'm inevitable. Yeah, there was that too. I've heard other people say that in other things, and oh my God, does it annoy the crap out of me now. Why? Because you know where they got it from? Well, just because he said it 20,000 times. Like, dude, sure you're is. here. You really don't need to keep reassuring yourself that you're here. What is the cat doing? Playing with a bottle cap. She's been a stinker well, how about today. You? How about you, Jay? Answer the question that you asked of me and Stacy. What do you think? Uh, well, I like I said earlier, I know from the comics came to be a major, major threat. Yes, but that wasn't the question that you asked. Right. Based on based, this based right on now, what you know right now, which one's scarier? Which one's scarier? Yeah, Just where on the scale is he? I I. Well, you know my brain extrapolates and tells stories. Uh, we know. And this yes. this king was able to establish a bureaucratic system by which he eradicated universes. A bureaucracy is pretty damn scary. He was he set all of this up. He was that powerful. Well, that so, it wasn't power. Uh, Power doesn't have to come with I uh, I snap like I can bend metal. Power is sometimes in control of other people. Well, uh, yeah, but he, he 
I'm assuming he uses machines to get sure. all that stuff done. Technological advancement is still power. Over if you take 30th, 31st century technology and you bring it to the 1970s, you're going to be practically godlike. Yeah. And that's kind of what made King such a threat to the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and of course the Avengers always beat him, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but now it's not just a king that I have to be worried about. It is infinite kings. Well, isn't it just go get Tony and have him come up with a time shield? Tony's dead. Yeah, not if time travel exists. Okay. You you got the little iPad thing in your hand. Sure. You everything is possible. Go get Tony. Okay. Go get Einstein. Explain to him what technology is, and then have him work with Tony. Like I, I time do. shield. Asgard has a shield. Freaking um, Wakanda. Don't forget about Bruce. You want to bring bring Bruce into that too? Can yeah. you imagine yeah. Bruce, uh, uh, Einstein, well, and Tony? And sure. and then and have him have him work in Wakanda, who uh, already has an invisibility shield. Assemble the Illuminati. However. No, no, no. Scientists, babe. <laughs> yes, However, yes, well, yes. sure. However, Kang has the ability to do all that with infinite himself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, but if you build a time shield for our universe, mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about any of it. And you can have your own little sacred timeline. That is a possibility. I mean, I'm just thinking, I would think, Again, you can time travel, take him out. That's the easiest solution. Is it, this is the first thing that my brain says, take him out. Um because he's a bad guy. And um I don't know, maybe get Ant-Man to jump into his mother's womb and grab the tail of that sperm and whip it out and grab a different sperm and have him be a different person. <laughs> I mean, if if you don't want to kill people, just make him not be born. And that's how he decided to eradicate all the universes. I don't want anybody yeah, to be killed. That, I'm just that, gonna... that, that puts me in mind of what Rhodey did as far as why can't we just go back and do the thing to Hitler? Yeah. Okay, so are there any other moments in this season we want to talk about? Like, any... Before we get to the the bests and worsts. Oh, you know, before they um, they showed us who was actually behind the um, uh, the uh, time variance authority, I really did think I forgot about who was supposed to be in the show, and I really did think that we were going to come around the corner and see Loki sitting behind the desk. Because the stuff that was going down and the weird timeline manipulation wonky stuff that started happening right before they found him felt very Loki-like. Yeah. Uh, and you I'm know, a- for a split second, I felt the same because of the uh, because of the mischief. Yeah. It would have. It, it did feel for a split second. It, it did feel worked. very mischievous. Yeah. I, I I'm kind of disappointed, honestly. Um, let's see. Well, I felt like with this, I totally pulled a Stacy and overthought 
<laughs> and like I said, I am going to definitely rewatch like I typically do with you, with your perspective in mind and everything, because it just, yeah, brain it. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch this again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed um, when Loki told Mobius that nobody bad is ever truly bad and nobody good is ever truly good. Like he spelled out the, the gray nature of humanity. Yeah. Well, that was one of the smartest things he's ever said. The stuff he said about Once love again, wasn't so smart. Very smart for a Marvel movie. Like you mentioned uh, in Endgame, I believe, Stacy, mm-hmm. about being yourself instead of who you're supposed to be. Yeah. That nobody being truly good or truly evil, just the na- just our human nature. I mean, pretty smart for a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's my big problem with the Loki story is that if you put yourself in the position of the black sheep kid and look at how his life has played out from his perspective, he's gotten the short end of the stick from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, he was... Stolen from his family, and they never told him. He's actually a prince in his own right, or he would be a king. Yeah, he would be and they, king. yeah, they stole him and then made him second string, which is a completely different mindset to be coming from. In the, cause, you know, the 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 family dynamic really shapes how you are a person. Um, yeah, but the what the heir and the spare. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing: he's got the attitude of the heir, and being treated like a spare. And he, that attitude was was his to have. That's always bothered me. And then in this show, when the uh, the TVA is punishing him, they put him in a moment where um, he is chopped off. Yeah, I know, Sif. I was trying to think of her whole name. It's not Syphilis. No, her whole name <laughs> is Sif. It's just Sif? S-I-F. Oh, okay. Um, I told you it reminds, it reminds me. I know it reminds you of Syphilis, which yeah. is crazy funny. But it reminds <laughs> me of Star Wars, like, Revenge oh, of yeah. The Revenge of the Sif, yeah. yeah. She's just Lady Sif. Yeah, it reminds me of Sif. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for whatever reason, he thought it would be funny and chopped half her hair off. And they put him in the moment where she catches him and beats the crap out of him and says, she goes right to the heart of it. Not, oh, you're such an asshole, you cut my hair off, but you're alone, you will always be alone, you're not worth the time it takes to beat the crap out of. And then she beats the crap out of him. Or she beats the crap out of him and then says all that stuff. He even goes so far as to... Yeah, he even goes so far as to very sincerely apologize and explain. I mean, obviously, she's in a time loop or she's not even real, so it's not, you know, it's really, she's doing what she's supposed to do. But, like, 
she pretends to have empathy for him and then beats him up anyway. The whole thing really, obviously he did a bad thing, but he gets punished for it in such a horrible way. And then they're using that again to punish him as an adult. And it's awful. But he learned something about himself from that, from reliving it over and over again. Yes. Well, you know, I learned how to be a tough bitch from my childhood, but that doesn't mean I want to do it again. No. So that's not really an excuse for abuse. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're so awesome because what you were abused you your whole childhood. Stacy, he would be completely justified to just be a straight up ass yeah oh absolutely yeah as a matter of fact i mean if you really think about it uh the way they interact with him when he's misbehaving he's just fulfilling what they have told him they expect from him and why in the world would you behave when they're never going to believe you they've literally had you be born into the god of mischief like he wouldn't even born into it they decided He's born to a completely other species, and they decided that he was the god of mischief. So they told him who he was supposed to be before he was even old enough to decide for himself. And now they're mad at him for fulfilling that destiny. It's completely total bullcrap. they didn't get even tell him he was stolen. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is jacked up. He's not actually the god of mischief. He's just taking his place. I'm the god of migraines, and you're mad at me that your head hurts every time I come around? Come on. Right? I mean, this is a problem. I, I, think that he's, um, I, I, like, I like the Lo- I like Loki's character, love Loki's character for so many reasons, and that's definitely one of them, that he's actually toned down yeah. way more than he should be. Yeah, they do have a really annoying way of making you like him, even though you're supposed to think he's a bad guy. I mean, he's too smartass for me to not eventually like him, you know? You know, and me and Rose are on that page, same page. I've never, I've always, he's always been my favorite. Well, I mean, if I had to pick who to hang out with in the Avenger universe, um, it would either be... Loki. Um, I don't think it would be Black Widow because I don't know. All the energy would drive me nuts. But I'd be macking on Hulk. Green Hulk, not Human Hulk. I mean, he's kind of cute, but like Hulk in a sweater and the glasses. Professor Hulk. Oh, yes. oh like smart. Pro- what they call him? Smart Hulk? Or yeah. What do they call him? I think I think in universe they call him Smart Hulk, but most people call him Professor Hulk. But like he's okay. my ideal he's my ideal dude right there. He's not ever gonna complain yeah, I asked him to go get me a piece of furniture. <laughs> no. I just like a guy that can pick me up and throw me around without grunting first. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then explain this time stuff that I've been struggling with. <laughs> yeah. yeah see and that's the thing he's smart and he's super big and strong That's a, it's the smart for me though because if he was just you know grr Hulk smash I wouldn't give a crap no no uh, and, and you know how I feel more than peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah, yeah. You, and you know how I feel about Captain America uh yes 
Tony, I don't know how Tony's girlfriend or wife, whatever, stands him because he's he's way too all over the place for me. Again, it's the energy. It's the ADHD always needing to be doing something energy that I, I wouldn't be able to handle. I've realized that is also my energy, but that's not my problem. It's everybody else's. <laughs> but she found, she found a way. So, I mean, Loki, Loki is Loki is very quickly becoming one of the better uh, group of friends here. Oh, that thrills me to hear you say that. Him and Rocket. Yes, and that thrills me too, because I, you know, I've been here since the beginning, and you were so not rocket until rocket was saying exactly what you said oh i know it, here's the thing though i was right i did not actually like those movies i did like him however there's a difference i had to explain to the kid the difference because because she was so excited that i liked him i'm like no 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 <laughs> i do not like the movies I and I don't think you didn't like any of the Guardians movies. No, mm. no, and I, because not, because the Star Lord, Star Lord, I just want to smack the crap out of him. And Groot is not as cute as everybody makes him out to be. He can speak other words, and he just doesn't. It drives me crazy. My 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 yeah, best. Who would you? My best ship for a buddy cop movie uh-huh. is is Bucky and Rocket. Bucky and Rocket? Oh, yeah. Rocket would be too busy trying to steal all Bucky's shit. <laughs> no, it would be so fun. Oh, my God. You're such a weirdo. All right. Should we do uh, best and worst for this season? Um, I mean, sure. Why not? Um, I, have, I have some stuff written down. Uh, the worst thing, the worst thing they did to me, I was so flipping mad. Honestly, it wasn't until the show that I started liking Loki. Uh, and the moment I was like, oh, crap, I actually like him, was here. And Rose is going to laugh at me so hard. They pruned Mobius. Yeah. That hurt my feelings. Because at the time, we didn't know yep. that was, wasn't the end. Loki's reaction to Mobius getting pruned broke my heart and I was like oh Loki and then I went no stop it <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was emotional and and shocked and visibly there are all kinds of emotions playing all over his face in like the splittest of seconds I liked that but I also did not like that that's not my favorite that is the worst one okay because they made me like him um, <laughs> Didn't like it when they changed their mind. Yeah. I don't like changing my mind if I don't have to. Um, well, hey, take comfort, Stacy. You can always take comfort in the fact that you despise Captain America and his non American ass. Yeah. <laughs> Both of the Captain Americas. Okay, my my best moment, though. Uh, was Sylvie pruning herself to get to Loki. I really, that was a shining moment where I was like, aha, character growth. 
sacrifice. She's been told that there's a place she's going to go, but she didn't know. So she's trusting that that was the truth. That was a big moment for her. Yeah. Um, it gets crushed in a little bit when they start fighting and she does not actually trust Loki. Um, but that moment right there before I knew what was going to happen was really great. It was really good. It was also completely unexpected. Mm. So, what about you guys? My fave was the uh, was the TVA little clock accent woman. Miss <laughs> Minutes, yeah. Yeah, Miss Minutes tried to fill in <clears throat> some things, which, like I told you guys, my you know this was a brain itcher and a hard one to watch because yeah. of this concept of time. Whenever somebody tries to tra- tackle that, now kudos to Marvel for for this as a concept execution. We would need a whole nother podcast to discuss just that. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I really, I, I really like the part where she started getting a little dark. It was just yeah. a just a hint of that that clock chick is kind of dangerous. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, she kind of like she she'd make you a peach pie, but be careful there may be a razor blade. Yes, that southern accent. We should have known yes. it was coming. <laughs> and you've seen season two, right, Gina? Uh, not all of it. Okay. <clears throat> now, what about not you? Not all of it. Okay. They oh, I didn't do work. work. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Wow. <laughs> same as, almost same as my fate. The execution of the concept. Okay. I, yeah, think they dropped, I think they dropped the ball. But how could I, you I, not? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that they could carry the ball in a satisfactory manner. I would find some way to have it annoy not me. for us, Stacey. Um, we are the Lokis of this universe. So, yeah, yeah not, not for us. I just <laughs> thought it was... I just thought it was comical that I really was. I was thinking, Stacy must be in my head because I accuse her of overthinking. <laughs> and here I am. Just It's again. really it's really hard not to overthink this one. So, it, because there was a little bit of chaos when they were doling out the universe rules here. Yeah. And and they would go one just that one step too far to where it negated what came before it. Yeah. Just and a, then you'd just have a tiny to think it. Yeah. So, so there were a lot of really good moments in here. I loved a lot of it. I I, I don't have the same animus for uh, Owen Wilson, so his character for me was top-notch, like comedic relief the whole time, a stalwart yeah. guy. Yeah, um, he was he was definitely a more personable um uh agent Colson. One of the type. early scenes I really enjoyed is when they're diving through Loki's past and it turns out Loki was DB Cooper. That was oh, hilarious. Shit, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. 
I completely forgot about that. Oh, I knew exactly. As soon as they um, showed the bag of cash, I looked at uh, Tom Hiddleston and went, oh, shit, he he actually does look like that sketch of D.B. Cooper. Um, it was so perfect. And uh, all of the growth that, that Loki gets this season, uh, it it mirrors both both Loki's really both got Loki, good yeah good growth yeah uh, it mirrors the growth we saw throughout the the other movies, uh, but at the same time kind of surpasses it. I I oh yeah I the, I agree. The whole show, I'm thinking, okay, Loki's just scheming so he can be in charge. Loki's just figuring out another way where he can take advantage and come out on top. I stopped thinking about that about halfway through. Yeah, round about the time where he starts having feelings for Sylvie. Yeah. And starts actually treating Mobius like a friend. I was a, I, I was a little bit annoyed that they used a woman to change his character like that. Um, but, you know... What are you going to do? But, but round about that time, I started thinking that maybe Loki actually has turned into, if if maybe reluctant, but a hero nonetheless. I think Loki is a hero when he is left to his own devices yes. and nobody is telling him what a bad person he is. And, and I, that, He's not ever actually been a villain. That that growth, that, that it, it just makes it for me. Um, and if there is... I think- Manifested what you what he said. No one truly good, truly evil. Yeah. And if there's a a worse part for me, it's how easily Sylvie and Loki together were able to beat that that world devouring smoke monster at the end. Like this thing, this thing has devoured all of the universes that have ever been pruned. Did they defeat him, or did they just get around him? Enchant it and go through it. Either way, they... I mean, they just... But they basically... They sang to Cerberus and put it to sleep, and then hit went around it. It was just a little too easy for me. They had three Lokis enchanting it. It it wasn't just one Loki. It was three working together. The three different Loki variants. Okay. Well, maybe then that's... that's Like, they abandoned their bad guyness to do good guy stuff. Maybe that's fine then. An old guy was even unsolicited. He jumped in to help. Loki's default is actually jump in to help. If you watch him in the background of all of these movies that he's been in. Yeah. No. His his instinct is to help. It's just in the uh in the movies, uh he does actually take advantage of a couple of moments where he can um well, I mean he could take advantage. And yeah. get ahead, but that's because of who he's around when it happens. No, he wants he wants to be a good guy and just isn't allowed to be. I, I fully support that. Well, that's why he wants to be the king so bad, because in his mind, the king is the ultimate good guy hero, dude. If he's the king, then everybody will actually love him then. That's all that dude wants, is to be loved. And that is the most devastating thing. That's fair. Because you know who he is. He's Snape. Oof. Okay. Snape from Harry Potter. Oh, okay, didn't see Harry Potter. Saw one. <gasps> oh my god. That hurts my feelings, Gina. Alright, we got a little work to do. Okay. 
This is now 38 seasons of television we've watched. I asked you to quit telling me that number. Well, the audience hasn't. Well, they know what you said last week. Well, they may not have been listening last week. (laughs) We were. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... Uh, and I have I have dropped the current list in the 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 chat for you there, Gina. I don't okay. I don't know if I'm qualified to put this on the list. I think you need to throw out the opening gambit. <laughs> okay, it's towards the top. I um, think we can agree on that. I I think it's better than than Falcon. Okay. Really? Yeah, I I love that show. I loved what it talked about, but this this is a this is opening the floodgates for what is coming in this saga. And yeah, also, I, I mean, that gives it more weight, but that doesn't make it better. And also, right. oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but how long have we been talking about the show? About two hours. Uh huh. And we're not done yet. We're almost done. Yeah. I feel like we didn't get that much out of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, I mean the big thing from Falcon and Winter Soldier is is how John much, Walker and how, how much hate. you fucking hate him. I oh, Gina, I, mean, I, I cuss so much in in the last <laughs> episode of the podcast. I love know? I love the growth for both Bucky and Sam. Yeah, Bucky needed that. Well, they both needed that. If they're going to be bigger characters. I love the Zemo surprise. I did not see that. Um, that he was like royalty or whatever. Yeah. Do I... Again, everybody but Loki. Yeah. I think I would want, I would rewatch this season before I would rewatch Falcon. Okay. What about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season seven? Refresh my memory. That's the final season. That's Fitz is out. We don't know where he is. They're they're bopping through time, fixing yeah. things. They they bring back our. our it was also a very Doctor Who esque yeah, episode. They bring back Agent Souza. Uh, okay, what I will say is I do not want to put this above one division. Okay. No. Um, WandaVision was simply fantastic. And did I hear right on the podcast or, you know, was I huffing glue? There will not be another. Nope. No, there will not be another was, uh, WandaVision. That, that was a, a mini series, yeah. not a seasonal TV show. Same thing with Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's that's a, a mini series. A, a limited limited yeah. series. Um, they had it written before they started recording, and they knew exactly where they wanted to go, and that I, was it. They I, are doing the witchy chick at the end. Agatha is supposed to be getting around. Yeah, she's Agatha, getting around. Agatha, Agnes. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I. It's just Wandavision in production, in script, in in emotion. Wandavision was a nearly perfect show. It um, really had it all. Yeah, I mean. I I am attached to the Agents of Shield. Yes. I I kind of want to put 
this between Shield and Falcon. Okay. That was uh, roundabout where I was going to stick it myself. What's that, Gina? Well, no, no. I take that back. Forget it. Forget it. I said <laughs> below. But not, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm with you. So season one of Loki becomes number three of 38. Well, uh-huh. now you got to call Rose. See what she says about that one. I don't know if she's seen it. Has she seen it? I don't know. Uh, she stopped watching. Uh, oh, she's kind of been busy. Around about this time, yeah. Like, she's, you know, getting great grades and becoming an awesome therapist. And, mm-hmm. Like, has a life she's building. Yeah. TV's not so important. Well, oh, we got to where, where is she in school? She ha- is almost done with her first year of graduate school. Yeah. Go, Rose. And she's uh, getting her master's. Yeah, her master's in uh, psychology. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, cool. Well, let her know any tips or just anything. You know, my sis did that after she retired. She got her uh, master's and her licensure in MMFT, and now she is overwhelmed as no. far as her private practice. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's well, better yeah. than underwhelmed. <laughs> COVID had a lot to do. COVID definitely had a lot to do with it because, of course, it brought that we're not okay. Yeah, and it's okay to say that. It, you know, not brought that. I can I can see your sister being well suited to that. She is very no nonsense. She really is, and she has she can bring the perspective of not being married. Yeah, to marriage to marriage and family therapy. But believe it or not, she sees very few married and family couples. She mostly sees individuals. It just turned out that way. Huh. That's so pretty cool. I, I I love that for her. That's awesome. All right. Uh, was all the uh, the housekeeping that we needed to do? You have a question to ask. Yes, you do. <sighs> what are we watching? Next week. Next week, uh-huh. we are going to learn the legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, we watching the first Doctor Strange movie? No. No. What are we watching? Shin Chi. Oh, oh yeah. I have actually watched this movie. I remember the whole thing. Uh, we went to go see this in the movie theater, and it reminds me very much of the kung fu movies that my dad and I used to watch. Um, like a better version, obviously. Mm. Um, that is a happy news. Yeah. Of course, as soon as you're going to be home for the whole week. Uh, <laughs> just a movie. We're just watching a movie. Uh, and then the week after, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully Gina will be free again. Because we the week after that is our 100th episode. Oh, yeah. Spectacular. Spectacular. Oh, I will definitely be free. Looking forward to it. Jay has some kind of plan planned that he's not telling me about. Yeah, I'm leaving Stacy out of the loop a little bit. I'll I'll send you a 
oh. a rough outline. Rude. Uh, so that you can prepare <laughs> for it. Okay. Great. Um, no, you're going to like gatekeep test me on stuff or something? No, not completely. I've got a couple of things that we're going to watch for it, and uh, we're going to uh, make a new list. Oh, yeah. We're we did talk about that. We're going to talk about the future of the podcast. I feel like I should make a new list of just my opinion. Sure. Uh, and and so that I can, instead of having to try to think about it and defend it in the moment. And we're going to have a little bit of fun. But, uh, oh, we always have fun. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, why in the world would we be doing this? <laughs> okay. But, Shang-Chi this week. Yeah. Yay. Uh, and The Legend of the Ten Rings with featuring Aquafina. I, she has grown on me. Um, the first thing I saw her in, I, I wasn't too big on her, but she has grown on me over the years. I really, I dig her. Uh, watch that and join us next week for Marvel Movie Night.